Welcome to Pathway Church Online. We're honored you tuned in today. It's our purpose to help each person believe in Jesus, belong to a church family, become a fully devoted follower of Christ, and build God's kingdom. We believe today's message will help you do just that. It will change your life if you listen and apply it. For more information about Pathway Church, please visit www.pathwaychurchok.com. Now, let's go together and hear today's message. Years ago when I was going through seminary, I designed daycare programs for the YMCA's of Fort Worth. And we had about 450 kids in our program, and I was the head of it, and I designed everything out. One day, I walked outside on the campus. It's a very large area. I walked up by the swimming pool, and I'm sitting there looking around, and kids are everywhere. And I'm looking at the pool, and I think, that little kid's drowning down there. He's on the bottom, drowning. So I, you know, lifeguard, and I jumped in, dove for him, pulled the little boy out, got him out, pumped the water out of him. He was on the way out, and we got the water pumped in. He was coughing and hacking, and, we, and he was okay. And I said, what happened? He said, well, everybody was jumping in, so I jumped in too. And I said, can you swim? No, but I want to be part of everybody else. I'm going, dude, you can't do things like that. You see, little kids get so excited. What matters is just being a part of things. And to me, I love hearing children that are excited about things. As Abigail and Matthew Tater's kids, two of the best kids in the world, are growing up, and, I, and we were there, and Matthew's telling us all about, he's just jabbering, 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 and he's so excited telling about his fire truck or whatever it was he was doing. It's really fun to listen to this. And back about two months ago, Taylor went to get a golden doodle puppy named Maggie. And so uh, Adrian was videoing it, and so Tater, uh, Mr. Cool, but he's already got a dog's monogram bowl, you know, dog monogram collar, toys, bed. No dog, but they got all this stuff ready for the dog. And so Abigail walks in, you know, woman, wait. This is dog stuff. And she just tears running through the house, jumps on top of Tater. This is dog stuff. And she was so excited. And it's fun just to watch people get excited. Folks, your life is either going to be an action-packed adventure or a dull, dry documentary. See, many people today in their marriage, their marriages are dull. They're dry. They're no fun. You know people like that? You know anybody real close to you like that? <laughs> and there are other people who have a life that's very exciting. Listen, when your marriage is is, has passion, it's exciting. When you're passionate about God, it's empowering. Um, when you're passionate about life, it's energizing. But when you lose your passion, life becomes a dull, dry experience. And folks, we're living in a world today that is full of dull, dry people who are not excited about life. You know what I'm talking about. They're everywhere. They're just not excited. And yet you and I as believers should be the most exciting people out there because of our marriages, because of our walk with Christ, because of the life we have. We should be incredibly exciting. Years ago, I met a man who was the most, he was the most inspirational I've ever met in my life. He was excited about business. This man could just, could energize you because of his passion about business. 
And he started with eight men. In fact, I went to work with him. We came, I became a, a senior vice president with his company. But he started with eight people. And in 12 years, his company did $96 billion in business. $96 billion with a B in business. Became the largest in America at that time. Okay, in 12 years. Because he had the ability to excite people because of his passion. Folks, what makes marriages special and makes them work is the passion that the marriage has. When passion leaves the marriage, it's just not that fun to be a part of. You know what I'm talking about. We see a lot of people that are just dull, dry. But when you see a marriage that's got passion, it just makes all the difference today. We're going to be talking about how to have and how to build lasting passion in your life. The Bible uses the phrase, with all your heart, over and over. It says we're to seek God with all of our heart. We're to love the Lord our God with all of our heart. We are to serve God with all of our heart. We're to obey God with all of our heart. Uh, This, in other words, would be passionate. In other words, God wants you and I to be passionate for him. God wants you and I to become passionate Christians because we are the advertisement to the world of what Christ is like. And when we are dull, dry, just a piece of work, people see us and say, you're a follower of Christ. I just don't care for what you've got because it's not affecting your life. A little girl one time saw a mule. He's out in the rain. The mule's just all rainy. Your mules have got a sad face. or water running down the mule's face. And she says, Mr. Mule, you look so sad, you'd make a good Christian. <laughs> a lot of people have that look about them. They're just no joy, no fire, no passion. Folks, God has called us to be people of passion. Amen? Amen? Amen. We're called to become people of passion. Look at what God said in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 4, verse 23. Above all else, guard your heart. Now, why is it so important to guard your heart? He says, for it is the wellspring of life. Folks, the condition of your heart determines everything. It's the wellspring. The word wellspring means the source of something. The source of having an exciting life is going to be your heart. We each have a a blood pumper right now that's pumping our blood. When the blood pumper stops working, to quote a former Miss America, when you've lost your life, you've lost an important thing. (laughs) She really said that. (laughs) All right. The fact is when your blood pumper stops, you've got a crisis, right? And folks, when you lose passion on the inside of you, it is going to begin to change your life because your heart is the wellspring of life. Now, what is your heart? Your heart is your authentic self. It is your, it's your, the core of your being, your, your dreams, your desires, your passion. Yet today, many people have lost their heart. They've lost their passion. You see people get involved in drinking and entertainment and sports and all kinds of things because they're trying to find passion again. When you have passion, folks, it should affect your marriage. Your marriage should be a marriage of passion. Amen? It begins that way, but what happens with the passing of time, passion goes away. Your walk with God should be a walk of passion. Folks, this church should be a passionate place. We should be passionate for God. The passion is what draws people, but if you're dull and dry, it repels people. Back several years ago, we went back to the town where I grew up in, back in southwest Oklahoma, 
And we went that day to the Baptist church. We, and I'd not been there literally in probably 30 years. And there was some, uh, this old deacon. My wife went through the valley story. I walked up to the door, and this deacon was out there. He said, how are you doing? I said, man, we're doing great. He said, well, that's going to change. <laughs> and I, are you kidding me? They have you at the door. They ought to have you say, go back and wash the bathroom water. Let us know when it's full. <laughs> that should be your job, buddy. Because he, well, he had no passion, no fire. Folks, what makes kids fun is their passion. What makes adults good to be around is their passion. What makes a church exciting is the passion. It's imperative that you and I learn how to become passionate people. Now, we've all had times when we're hot, and we have times that we're not, all right? That, that's what life is all about. But when you learn how to maintain passion, you can live a life of passion. As a fellow named Peter Lord Peter, was a, he, he passed away a couple of years ago. He's a great pastor. And back years ago, I was in seminary, and he was speaking and said that one morning or one day, his wife and he were going to be going away for a uh, romantic weekend. His wife was laying things out. She laid out a negligee on the bed, and their 13-year-old daughter walked in and said, what is this? <laughs> and she said, well, we're going away for a romantic weekend. She said, I wouldn't be caught dead wearing this thing. She said, I'm not going to die wearing it either, dear. All right. He, he says, you got to do things that bring passion in your life. We had a, a staff man at my church in Stillwater, and, and, and he said, Dave, my wife has this, this, this nightgown. I call it the passion killer. He said, when she puts it on, it kills any hope of passion in my life. Well, I think we've all seen that in that, that robe before, haven't we? You see, but when passion is missing, it's a danger signal that you're entering into a crisis. Okay, are you listening to me? Folks, when passion starts missing from your life, it's a danger signal you're entering into a crisis in that area. Dr. Elaine Walster said, for most couples, intense passion lasts from six months to two and a half years, okay? Your passion by virtue of chemicals. But after that, you've got to become intentionally passionate or you will begin to grow cold towards your mate. I have dealt with so many couples, so many families who have lost all passion in their marriage. They've lost all passion in life. And folks, it is rampant out there. But today we're going to teach you how you can live a life with passion. Lynette and I have been married for 46 years. I think we've had a very passionate life because we know the principles. We're going to share that with you. How do you live a life of passion? Because when the passion goes away, the devil says, you married the wrong person. You need to find someone else you can pour your passions into. And people go from relationship to relationship trying to find the passion again. Passion is always going to change unless you know how to intentionally create passion for God, passion for your mate, passion in your life. It has the ability to transform you. So today I want to give you three principles that will, ha that will enable you to build passion in your life. Um, I tell you, I really mean this. this. I think this is one of the most important things we can ever learn. I do not want to be a dull, dry person. I want to go through life exciting. My grandkids on both sides, in Elsia, Abigail and Matthew, and my other son has two sons, uh, Jensen and Jax. They love being around me. You know why? When they see me, I go stark wild crazy. I'm just, why? The excitement is something they love. 
But if you just walk, you know, my, you know what my grandparents did? They go, when I was a kid, my grandparents, here's Christmas, here's your pair of underwear. <laughs> I never cared for them. I, they, they died and went, okay, no underwear now. <laughs> All right. Why? Because those things which are exciting empower us. Those things which are dull disempower us. You need to learn how to have a, a marriage that's exciting. Would you agree with that? Okay. You need to have a life that's exciting. You need to have a, a church that's exciting. It's imperative that we learn how to live with passion. And to do that, we've got to go back to the oldest law in all the Bible. What is the most dominant law in the entire Word of God? And most of you will not get it, but when I sit, you're going to go, oh, yeah. It's called the law of sowing and reaping. From the beginning of Genesis, God said, what you sow is what you're going to reap. Look at Galatians 6. God said this, remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. You will always, notice the word always, reap what you sow. The first thing to know, folks, if you're going to build passion, you will reap what you sow. It is a fundamental Bible principle. You will always reap what you sow. My dad was a cotton farmer, and every year in his cotton fields, surprise, we got cotton. Why? Because we planted cotton seed. He had other fields that we planted wheat. Surprise, we got wheat. Why? You always get what you sow. If you sow passion, you will reach pa or reap passion, but if you don't sow it, you will not reap it. When I was about 14, I began to play the guitar. I didn't like it. I loved it. I played four, five, six, seven, eight hours a day. I played all the time. And by the time I'd been playing about a year and a half, I began to play in bands. We played for weddings, for proms, for parties, for dances. I then played all the way through college. I went to Oklahoma State University. I, I traveled for OSU for three years, did between 10 to 15 shows a week for them. I taught guitar in college. I was passionate about the guitar. I would come in at night from doing shows. I would sit in the stairwell and keep playing the guitar because stairwells have a great acoustics with all the echo of the stairs going up. And I'd play the guitar down there. Uh, we would play the guitar there. The, between the dorms, I played it all the time. But the day came when I met Lynette, and as you'll hear in the future, we get, she'll get back on the keyboard. She's a world-class keyboard player. And because she was so good, I stopped playing the guitar. I lost all my passion for the guitar. Back then, I had just an average guitar, no big deal there. Today, I've got one of the finest guitars you can buy in the world. It's a great guitar, and it sits in a stand in the corner, and I may play it five minutes a month. Why? My passion for it's gone. You see, passion can come, and passion can go based upon what you do. You will always reap what you sow. God established that as a fundamental thing. You will reap what you sow. Now, here's what happens. I've done many, many weddings in my life, and here's what happens. A guy, let's call him Bubba. Bubba sees a girl, call her Bambi. Bubba sees Bambi and says, I want Bambi. Now, guys, by their nature, are goal-directed. Amen? Because we like goals. We like plans. When I'm Joshua, my oldest son, he's a little bitty boy. He's maybe three. And I was scolding him for something. He said, day, day, what are my options? <laughs> what are my options? Let's <laughs> see what we want. Guys, see what are the options? What's the goal? And, and, and so, what happens? These guys, oh, Bubba sees Bambi and says, I want Bambi. 
And he begins to date Bambi. He becomes a nicest guy in the world to Bambi. He spends money on Bambi. One girl said to her mother, Mom, my, my boyfriend keeps spending money on me. How can I make him stop? She said, just marry him. It'll stop. <laughs> because when Bubba is looking for Bambi, he is in full-blown pursuit mode. And he's pursuing Bambi. And one day he says, Bambi, will you marry me? She says, yes, I will marry you. And they came to see me at that point. And what I knew was this, over half of them were never going to make it. You know why? Because that passion was going to change. And, and they come in, and, and, and they get married. You know, she takes him, he takes her, they're took. And they go home, and Bubba says, I got Bambi. Hangs her on the wall, and he's off to the next target. And Bambi's saying, what, what, wait, wait, what happened? Folks, what happened? He's got a new goal now. You see, because his passion goes away because he changes the focus. He got the prize. He got the goal. He got you, and you reap what you sow. And when you stop sowing in that direction and you sow in this direction, you'll grow cold in that direction. Making sense? We see it over and over, don't we? See, you always reap what you sow. Thank you for tuning in today. For more content like this, visit our website, www.pathwaychurchok.com, to see the variety of ways you can download this content and so much more. It's our pleasure that you would tune in, and we believe that if you take the content you just heard, write down the parts that spoke to you, and work on a plan to apply it, you will not be the same person a year from now. We hope today you can take this content, apply it, share it, let it change you, and you can become all God has called you to become. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be together again soon. Until then, keep growing.